Time now for the morning line here on KMA. Some big decisions made at last night's Shenandoah City Council meeting regarding police issues. With us in the studio this morning with a recap of last night's activities is Shenandoah Mayor Roger McQueen. Good morning to you, Roger. Good morning, Mike. Roger, first of all, last night the Shenandoah City Council set a public hearing for February 27th on an amendment to the city's police residency ordinance for the hiring of an out-of-state part-time officer. Could you describe the situation that prompted this proposed amendment? What this is, is there's an officer, or uh, uh, Josh has found one, the chief has found a, a gentleman that would like to work down here. Uh, you know, he's Iowa certified, uh, works in Council Plus, but he, he lives in Omaha. Uh, we didn't know until just last week that, yeah, we can hire him, but according to the uh, uh, Iowa uh, Police Academy or whatever, uh, they have to, we have to have an ordinance on the books that uh, allows us. And, I mean, a lot of other towns have already done it. We just haven't uh, had the uh, had the need to do it. So it, it's a simple uh, resolution and an ordinance. We'll hold a public hearing on it. All it's going to do is allow this, uh, this uh, officer to work part-time in Shenandoah, and still have his residency in Omaha. Uh, some of the comments at last night's meeting, one of the concerns expressed is that hiring an officer from Omaha would set a precedent for other police officers in the future, other city employees. And a lot of the question people might ask, you know, how do we know another officer from out of state won't be hired in the future? That, that sort of concern. Well, the thing here is, too, we have to remember this is part-time. This is not a full-time officer. Uh, there's guidelines that the police department does on hiring full-time. You know, they have to be within 20 minutes response time in Shenandoah. Uh, you know, we've we got to compare apples to apples here, full-time versus part-time. We have a part-time officer down here uh, that's filling in uh, as an extra body, uh, possibly when somebody's on vacation or sick. They'll always be with a full-time officer, um, and so uh you know it's one of those things that if we have uh somebody that wants to uh work part-time for the shando police department and they they live out of the state you know we pass this uh, ordinance and get it on the book but it does not affect the full-time officers of all they still have their guidelines of where they live when they work full-time for it for the police there's also the concern that if we hire a part-time officer from omaha from out of the community from out of state they won't be known in the community they won't shop in stores uh, oh how do you react to that sort of a statement that this this wouldn't be good for the local economy well i think we have reserves and we have part-timers that that work you know minimal hours hours a year uh and so uh you know a situation like this uh i think uh we have seen these officers uh before they get they get introduced around uh, they know people uh even uh, working part-time uh i don't necessarily say they won't shop i got a feeling that uh, they they have to stop and eat sometime they uh you know they'll be in uh, different places uh, either getting gas or whatever so you know uh i i don't hold a whole lot of that as being uh, a big deal because uh, like i say we're talking about part-timers that are just uh, minimal hours a year also last night, by a 3-2 to two vote, the, the same as the uh, police uh, amendment, the council approved an amendment to the city's agreement with the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, Local Union Number 238, granting police officers a $4 an hour increase beginning Friday and all the other employees a $1.50 per hour hike beginning July 1st. Talk about why the union and the city sought these raises. How did this whole thing come about? 
Uh, I, you know, I'm going to have to let you talk to AJ because as an elected official, uh, you know, I'm not allowed to be in the negotiations on, on a union contract. Uh, I can tell you this much from the city standpoint, you know, we have to, uh, we have to find a way to attract, recruit, and uh, retain uh, police officers. And when we started looking around uh, what the other cities were in the area were paying, uh, we were way below. And that makes it really hard to get certified officers in here. Uh, and, you know, if you bring in a, a, a new one, which is great, you know, we spend up to $15,000 or more uh, sending them to the academy and so forth. So by getting the, the police raise or pay up to where we match, uh, and AJ had a perfect example of that last night about Atlantic was paying, what Red Oak was paying, what Glenwood was paying. And so, you know, we're going to get up there. We're going to match them. So hopefully we will be able to attract mm-hmm. certified officers to come into to come Shenandoah and, you know, get their applications in. And, uh, you know, we'll have a little bigger uh, barrel to pick from uh, when we need more officers. Some of the concerns expressed last night that this was, this was being done uh, after negotiations and this is not a year of renegotiations that's supposed to come next year uh is this going to set a precedent are we going to renegotiate uh, just about every year on this sort of a thing now that, there again mike i'm not <laughs> sure how that's going to work i do know that there has been some talk uh possibly of uh of not doing a three-year union contract but doing it year per year so uh i'm sure when this comes up in july you know that uh, when the union sits down with uh, the negotiating part of the city they'll they'll talk about this i'm sure how hard is it right now for the police department to, to attract new officers? Uh, I know that Josh Gray's expressed his concerns about that. What is the city seeing right now? Well, uh, Chief Gray and Assistant Chief uh, Tom Johnson were there last night. And, you know, Tom does a lot of this. And, uh, you know, it's it's getting harder and harder. Uh, one, you know, a lot of people don't want to be police officers just because of some of the things that happen. But uh, there again, you know, I think we offer a very safe community. Uh, you know, the officers that have come here, uh, you know, we want them to stay here. We want them to live here and so forth. And so, uh, the, the, you know, everybody has to has to make a living. Everybody has to pay to live. And so, you know, uh, by getting our, our, our uh, salaries up for these officers, I think we can maintain them and, and they will stay here. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't blame anybody for wanting to make more money and for uh, bettering their lives. But uh, we, we have to make this more attractive to get officers. But to answer your question, Mike, uh, applications are very slow. Uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, maybe one or two. And uh, we think that by doing this now, we should see a big uptick on on how many applications we get, especially from certified officers. Also, uh, Roger, we're going to talk about a recent development in that the Page County EMS Advisory Council was was formed, and I believe you are a member of that particular council. Well, talk about why this advisory council was formed as as it pertains to making EMS services an essential an essential service in Page County. Well, this is all part of the process. Uh you know, we we had to form a uh, a board uh and we you know, we got chartered. Uh we we elect officers, we you know we have meetings, we take minutes. This is all part of the process of having an uh, EMS advisory board because when we're talking about tax dollars, this has to be uh this has to be uh, administered by somebody, and it just not you just don't go hire somebody. This will actually be by uh, I think there's about 15 of us on the board from all over the county, and so this is how that money, uh, if this passes, uh, this is how this money will be administered to the different uh, uh, ambulance services across the county. 
what's the the makeup? How many members are part of this uh, council, and who do they represent? Uh, I, I want to say 15, maybe 18. Uh, they're members of the, uh, uh, actually, the uh, co-chairman uh, are uh, Ty Davison and then uh, Ty... Uh, uh, sorry, I just went blank from Clorinda. It's on your Facebook. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> from Clorinda. And then, uh, you know, uh, we actually have a treasurer. Uh, you know, they're made up of mayors, uh, hospital officials, uh, you know, our CEOs, Matt Sells and uh, Chuck uh, Nordyke from Clorinda. Uh, you know, it, it's just uh, members of the ambulance services, uh, other people that uh, since I serve on the uh, Shenandoah Ambulance Board, mm-hmm. uh, I'm on that. And so, you know, there's there's quite a few of us from all all parts of the county, all different kinds of uh, occupations. And so I think this makes it a really fair and even when we start talking about uh, how if this passes, this money will be distributed. Now, uh, now the uh, the council has been formed. Now, tomorrow you're going to go before the Page County Board of Supervisors to approve the charter. Have that charter approved by the supervisors. Once that happens, where do you go from there? That'll be tomorrow, and then in a week from Thursday, we go back for uh, basically the second reading of this. Uh, there has to this has to be done three times for the supervisors, uh, and if they would go ahead and approve this. Uh, which I'm hoping they do, and then we will see this on the November ballot for uh, the ta- uh, for the uh, uh, residents of Page County to vote on. And we'll talk more about that as it happens. Uh, Roger, thank you very much for being with us this morning, and we'll talk to you again in another couple of weeks. Thanks, Mike, and congratulations on your 24 years here at KMA. You're doing a great job, and we appreciate it. Thank you very much. I appreciate uh, those kind words, Roger. That's Shenandoah Mayor Roger McQueen on the morning line on KMA.